Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Um, Brother Randy Teha, he was an elder in this church for 20 years. Back in the days when the church name was Apostolic Gospel Church, served under Bishop Ferris and Sister Ferris, he and his wife, very well. Were great soul winners and Bible teachers and have made a huge difference in this church and the foundation that we stand on today. And we're so glad to have him with us and uh, now living in Clarksville, Arkansas, back with Bishop Ferris and helping them there in Clarksville, Arkansas. And Bishop Ferris was talking about what a great blessing they are to him. So we're so thankful that he's here tonight. We want him to come, open his heart, open the word, and teach us the word of the Lord. Would you lift your hands and pray right now, just a hand of God upon uh, Brother Tehi as he ministers the word. Would you do that in Jesus' name? Let's pray for him right now. Praise God. Thank you, Bishop Bounds, and, and thank you, Anchor Church staff, uh, for your kindness and, and being so cordial here, even during this rough time that we're looking at as far as uh, we've never been here before, never been asked to wear a mask, never been asked not to shake hands, but it's here. And I thank God that God's people still have that love in their heart. But here tonight, I'd like to share some thoughts with you about uh, something I, I saw in the word of the Lord and, and quite honestly, a little different than I've ever seen it before. And so tonight, uh, I would invite you to turn with me to the book of St. Luke in chapter number 8. In St. Luke chapter number 8, we're going to begin reading verse number 41. We're going to be looking at a Bible story that is honestly very well known to those that attend church regularly. And to those that read their Bible, this is a story that has been told by many people. And I'm praying that God would anoint me to tell you in a way that you receive things from it that will be a blessing to you tonight. But in St. Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 41, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house for he had one only daughter about 12 years of age and she lay a dying but as he went the people thronged him and then to verse 50 but when Jesus heard it He answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Father, I give honor to you today, and I thank you for the honor and the privilege of being in the house of God. I pray, Lord, that you would touch my heart and my mind. Help me, Lord, to 
hear from you and to give what you give me to the people from my heart and from the throne of God. I pray that it be an anointing fall in the homes of everybody that's listening to the word tonight, <clears throat> that the glory of God would come down and minister in a special way. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Gloria a Dios. Amen. So here today, again, thank you to Bishop Bounds and the pastoral staff of the Anchor Church here in Zanesville and surrounding area. I, I appreciate them so much. What I do like when I, I come around Christian people, I like consistency. I like to see the same thing. I like to feel the same uh, spirit. And, and that's one thing when I come back home to Zanesville, Ohio, I know that when I enter the Anchor Church, the consistency of them reaching for the will of God and the things of God. But here tonight, I, I just want to say that I looked at this scripture today, and, and as I was looking at it and making a few notes here, I realized that Jairus had figured something out that uh, so many people have not figured out. This world is really uh, torn by so many things, but if, the, if we would just figure out that the main thing for us to do amongst all the turmoil and all the stress and all the things that are going on, if we could just fall down at Jesus' feet and get him to come into the house. Oh, my goodness, all the trouble, all the things that, would, that was troubling us and, and we're fighting with every day. If we could just get Jesus in the house, everything would be different. I got to say that I have been in a house without Jesus there because at one time I wasn't serving the Lord. And I can tell you now I have Jesus in the house. And, uh, and my days are different. They're blessed. They're encouraging. You know, I, I look at these things and I think about how people, the friends of mine that say, man, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jairus told us right here, he showed us, he proved it. He said, get him in the house. I just got to get him in the house. And I was looking at this and um, I'm going to invite everybody to take a walk with me tonight. We're going to take a walk through a day of the life of Jairus. And, and I, I can tell you that when I, I look at this man's life and I think about it today as I was going over these scriptures and yesterday I was come over to the church to pray for a while. And I can tell you that I saw something here that it just illuminated to me the the importance of understanding this first portion, that he went to Jesus and he wanted to get him in the house. And, and you know, when I read down through here and then I get to verse 43 and I find Jesus is walking with Jairus now. They're heading toward his house. It's not like Jesus needed Jairus to tell him, hey, I live over here. You know, Jesus knew exactly where they were going and they were heading out and the people began to throng him. They wanted to be around him, which is a good thing. And here he had his attention. He was going with him to his house and he was going to be able to show him the situation and ask him to put forth the, that, that wonderful hand and, and minister in a way that only he could do it. And here in the midst of all that, all of a sudden we see in verse 43, and a woman 
having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Come behind him and touch the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched, and Jesus said, who touched me? Now, I'm telling you, if I was Jay Iverson, I was heading to my home, and I had that little girl there, and I was thinking about getting that healing master to walk in the door. And, and all of a sudden, there's a delay going on, and I, I'm sorry, uh, everybody, that, that when you got needs and all that, and I understand that, but when I have a need, I, and I've got Jesus' attention, he's coming to my house, I really don't want anybody to slow him down. And I got to believe that Jairus was the same way. And, and here we're looking at all this, and, and he stops, and he's going, but I need him. I, what's going on? Who touched you? Look around you. The same thing that Peter said. And, and he said, Master, they're all around you, and you want to know who touched you? You know, there's a difference between saying the name of Jesus and being with Jesus. There's a difference between saying I know him and really knowing him. I've been around people that say, oh, I know Jesus, but their lifestyle does not prove that. I'm telling you, when you walk into the presence of an almighty, clean, holy God, all of a sudden there's going to be a change. And I did, when I walked out of the way from this altar that night, I got down and I got close to Jesus. I'm telling you, when I got to work, Pastor Bounds, when I walked into the, the break room, some guys were sitting there listening to me talk, and all of a sudden, you know how it is, Brother Nehemiah Gators, you know how it is. All of a sudden, they're going, there's something different. I'm telling you, if they don't see something different, hit the altar again. And keep doing it until you feel the difference of God that's going to make. But here, there was a difference. She touched Jesus. And you can touch him tonight. Right in your own home, you can touch him. I don't care what the need is. I don't care how many times you've went to a doctor. I don't care how many times you've, you've had people say, well, just pray. I'm telling you, prayer is the most wonderful gift that you have between you and your master because when you're praying, you're talking to the one that created the heavens and the earth. You're talking to the one that can make a difference no matter what it is you need. And I can tell you tonight that I have been in them places where I had needs. And I'm walking here and I'm watching Jairus and, and here this lady, she's getting her need taken care of. But what about his family? What about his daughter? And he's thinking, come on, you know, I'm happy for her. I'm happy that she got that touch. And Jesus goes ahead and stops in long enough to have a conversation with the lady. And they're talking and he says, you know, because you have believed, you know. He, he wanted to let her know because she touched him and said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. There was a difference all of a sudden. She felt the confirmation from the master. And I'm telling you, Jairus, I don't know about uh, how you read this, but when I was reading this and I was looking at it and thinking about it, and I could see that all of a sudden, and now if I was Jairus, I can tell you I've already heard about Jesus. I've already seen what he's done. If you're being in that area, I can tell that he's already heard about him because he went right to him. And he gets over there and, he, and he's talking to him and he's walking with him. But all of a sudden, he sees even this great miracle for himself. He's standing there and he says,
says, I can see it for myself. All of a sudden, he could see it for himself. He was right there. He saw it happen. He, he witnessed it. He even knew when the power left him. He knew he'd been touched. And he said, my goodness, this is what I've been waiting for. And here he is. He's walking there, and he, he's all encouraged. And, and, and here we go. He's all encouraged. And then all of a sudden, verse 49, while he yet spake, there cometh one from one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, saying to Jairus, thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. Freeze right there. Let the conversation stop. Let the day stop. I don't know. I, I just don't know what would have happened inside of my heart, my mind, if that would have happened to me. I, I, I can't tell you. I, I, you try to fathom that. You try to look at it. And everybody's different. You know, I, I don't, I, my mother and father have passed off the scene. I've had an older sister that passed off the scene. But if your mother and father passes off the scene, I'm not going to feel the same thing you did. Your relationship is different with your mother and father. So it's going to be different in some way or another. But I can tell you that all of a sudden this man, he's all excited. I can see him going, man, I got the right, I got to the right one. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to happen. It's great. It's magnificent. It's wonderful. And then all of a sudden, trouble him not because your daughter is already dead. And all of a sudden, this man his great faith because he had to have faith or he would have never have approached Jesus Christ to begin with. He had faith that if he could get the master to his house, everything was going to be all right. And I'm telling you, if you can get Jesus to your house, I don't care what you're going through. I know we're going through different things, but I can say this. It doesn't matter what it is if you can get Jesus to the house. That's going to make all the difference in the world if you can just get Jesus to the house. And as we look at this and we are, we're looking at his story, the thing that encouraged me, you know, I, I could just see it. The thing that encouraged me the most was Jesus understands that you can't let a seed of doubt grow. I'm telling you, I've, I've seen people, I, I've seen them come to an altar, teach them a, a Bible study and have them feel the presence of God in a Bible study and they come to a, an altar and they bow their knee and they start repenting of their sins and then someone tries to influence them and try to get them to, to walk away from it and that seed of doubt gets placed in their mind and if you allow it to grow, if you allow it to take fruition, if you allow it to get any roots, oh my goodness, it can destroy you. You can't let unbelief enter into your heart. You just can't do it. And tonight, I'm, I'm preaching a thought to you tonight that fear not, believe only, because as soon as the one spoke to Jairus, Jesus said, fear not, believe only. But I'm going to tell you, I, I think that so many times we hurt ourselves in reading the Bible as if it's only a book. I believe that if we would take and really put ourselves in there, and I'm asking you today, right now in your home, pull your chair up, slide to the edge of that chair, and look at it and think about it right now. I want you to think about it with your heart open and your mind ready to receive because I don't believe that Jesus turned and said, Fear not, believe only. I believe he could see and feel the weight 
of the situation. And as soon as he said, trouble not the master, Jesus didn't just tell him, fear not, believe only. No, I believe it was more like, fear not. He had to get his attention. That was entering his mind and his heart. He was thinking, it's over. I've come all the way here. And if he hadn't have been delayed, I could have got him there. And then all of a sudden, he says, fear not. Believe only. And then he told him even what to believe. He went on and he said, she shall be made whole. I'll tell you, friend, it's not always easy to be a believer. Being a Christian is not for sissies. You got to be able to stand your ground. You got to be able to believe that the Lord is with you. You got to believe that the devils are going to try to harm you, but you're going to have to believe that God has the power to give you the strength and the wisdom to walk in a path that will not be taken down by the enemy. The enemy is going to try to take down any child of God that they can, but I'm going to tell you in advance, you live for God, you're a child of God, you put God first, you pray, you read your Bible, you seek after God, and the devil is not going to be able to harm you. He's going to try, but he's just going to look like a fool every time we get to punch him right in the face. Yeah, I can tell you that years ago, I'm going to share a story, and and it's a little bit of a personal one, but years ago, I used to live here in Zanesville, of course, and when I lived out at Norwick, I lived in a home that had a big family room in the basement. And I'd go down there and I'd pray. That was my prayer room. And I'd be down there praying, and I had this wonderful little granddaughter that would come down. She'd be in bed asleep, and she'd hear me praying, and she would come, and she'd come down them steps and sit on the steps and put her hand on her your chin in her hand and listen to me pray and I'd see her and I'd walk over wrap my arms around her and I'd just ask God to bless her and keep her don't let no harm come to her Lord I pray that you would just put a love for your word down in her heart and all these things and I'm going to tell you life has us it does give us some problems now and again and life does take us off the path but every time that you know I was waiting for our granddaughter to start serving the Lord and that devil kept reminding me, oh, them prayers, you thought they was any good. Look at here, look what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what, Sunday night when I come up here and I was holding my granddaughter's hand and I had my arm wrapped around her shoulder and I was praying with my granddaughter and she even takes, and she posts on Facebook and says, I loved praying with my papa. I'm telling you, that let me give that, that devil a black eye. And I enjoyed it every moment of it. And I can tell you this, Cassidy, baby, I love you, and I want you to be a greater prayer warrior than anybody that's ever been before you. I want to see you do things for the kingdom of God that it will just make Papo's heart just jump out of his chest every time he hears about it. Thank you for sharing Bible studies. Thank you for loving God. Thank you for honoring your pastor and the people, you're the leaders of this church. Thank you for being a child of God. I can tell you, fear not. Believe only. I can tell you I've seen things in, in my short time with the Lord. And, and when I say short time, on 1985, June of 1985, I come to the Lord. And it is, seems like it's just been a vapor. It seems like it was yesterday. It seems like yesterday I could run faster and jump higher. 
But I can tell you this, I'm jumping high enough and I'm running fast enough. And I, one thing that I've had entered into my heart is a love for God. And I can tell you that when, when you go to your place where you're going to church and you want to do a work for God, don't let the devil lie to you. You just got to say, fear not, believe only. You know, I've seen people that have said, oh, I wanted to pray for that person. I, they said they were sick, and I wanted to pray for them. I went to go pray for them. But I just, I thought, what if I pray for them and nothing happens? Hey, I want to tell you something. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the one that goes ahead and prays. And, and listen, I don't want to sit there and say, what if I pray and nothing happened? I want to be the guy that prays and waits for something to happen. I want to see it happen. I want to be a part of the work of God. I want to see the miraculous take place. There's no reason why we shouldn't see signs, wonders, and miracles because it only comes because we fear. Am I going to be embarrassed when I lay hands on them? What if they're not healed? Well, what if they are? I'd rather be the guy who says, what if they are? You know, why not do it? Why not take part? Why not help them to become, uh, you know, what God wants them to be? And I can tell you that the one thing I've found, that when it comes to soul winning, asking someone to come to church, many times people will not do it because they fear. They fear rejection. They fear uh, you know, maybe I can't do this. I'm going to tell you, if you feel led of God to be a Bible study teacher, there is no devil in hell that can keep you from being a Bible study teacher. Yeah, I'm I, I, reminded of a story of a young man that went out walking and he just is carrying his Bible and praying and wanted to pray for people, wanted to encourage people. And he walks up to a man that was getting ready to grill some food and he walks up, he didn't know him, and that man didn't know him. Matter of fact, he was kind of worried because the fellow that was walking to him was a large frame guy. He, you know, he, he was muscular, and he, he was walking up toward him, and he, and he thought, oh, my, what now? And he got up there, and he says, hey, I want to pray for you. And because of that, it influenced some decisions that that man made. And I'm going to tell you, people can be won by God. You don't have to know them. You just need to know the master. You just got to get Jesus in the house. If you can get Jesus in the house, you're going to be a soul winner. And that's one thing you got to do. I, I, I can tell you that, Pastor Nehemiah Gators, I remember. I remember them telling about how you walked up there and you went to pray for that man. And he says, I don't know him. You know, and, uh, now I can tell you that, that it's, not a, it's not about whether or not you're comfortable about it. It's, it's not about being in a comfort zone. It's about getting Jesus in the house. I'm telling you, Jairus was not comfortable. He was a ruler of the synagogue. He was not comfortable falling at the feet of Jesus where everybody was going, what's this? This is a ruler of the synagogue, and he's falling at the feet of this man. And he falls at his feet and says, would you come to my house? Oh, he wasn't comfortable. But because he got uncomfortable and Jesus said, fear not, believe only. And they went to the house and Jesus made the statement as you read the rest of the verses in this chapter. He, he makes the statement to them. Uh, he walks in, they're all weeping and, and bewailing. And, and there she was laying and he said, weep not. She's not dead. But sleepeth. 
and they laughed at him. Why did they laugh at the master? Because they seen the evidence. She was dead. There was no life in her. For him to say she was just sleeping, that was coming from his realm, not their realm. They couldn't, they couldn't understand that realm because they've never been in that realm. But he says she just sleeps. And they laughed and he put them out. You know, he said, you know, he, he wasn't going to put up with that. And, and after he put them all out, he just reached over and, and he says to her, Maid, arise. And she arose. And all of a sudden, Dad's saying, I'm so glad I didn't let that seed of doubt get into my mind. I'm so glad I didn't allow that seed of doubt to enter into my heart. And I'm telling you, when you walk up to your boss and you feel God pulling on your heart and says, invite them to a Bible study, invite them to one of the services at the church, and you're feeling like, I, I, I don't know that I should do that. I don't know if I can do that. I'm telling you, fear not. Believe only. Because you're going to see a greater revival than you've ever seen before when you stop fearing. It's the fear that stops the move of God. People got to understand the fear is an enemy to God. You can see right here, that it's right here before us, that if you fear, you won't act. You'll walk away. You'll be the one that says, I wish I had prayed for him. You'll be the one that says, boy, I wish I would have invited him. Bishop Bounds, I want to tell you, there was a lady that lived in a trailer right in front of the trailer my wife and I lived in. And she was absolutely, she was an apostolic lady. And, and here she said she wanted to invite us to church. But our lifestyle, she said, I just, I knew you two would never come to church. But thank God, thank God that my mother got in a little contest and was going to win a radio. And she said, hey, would you come? You and your wife come to, I'm going to win a radio if you come. And, and I looked at my wife and I said, I suppose we can. And we, we came. And, and from there, my wife, she decided, hey, this is what I want. And she started serving the Lord. Six months later, I'll tell you, you know, I still remember the night I walked in here and God brought me to an altar of prayer. And I still remember here, Sister Sarah Melik was in that choir. Her head leaned back and the tears running down her face, worshiping God, people jumping and running and all this going on. And I thought, boy, this is not a good night to be here. I need to go. I need to get out of here. But I stayed and, and Pastor Ferris was in the evangelist for that night and he preached about Mephibosheth and come to the king's house just as I am. And he said, the name Mephibosheth meant shame. He says, has anybody's family ashamed of you? And I was sitting there thinking, man, they don't even invite me to the family reunions. And all of a sudden, I felt the tug of God, but I had to do some things. That devil tried to talk me out of it. But thank God, God kept talking to me. He kept asking me to come. And then, you know, come down to that one point where I was going to take a week off and come back another day. And I don't know what would have happened that week. You know, I really don't know what would have happened if I'd have left. But I can tell you this, I knew what I planned to do. And here, God spoke to me. And I'll tell you what, you can believe God speaks to you, if you or not. It's up to you. 
But God spoke to me. I heard him in my heart and my mind. And he told me if I didn't come to the altar that night, he would never call me again. I want to tell you, my friend, that shook my world. I went to that altar, and when I got to that altar, all of a sudden, everything was different. Everything was different. I could hear the voice of God. I could feel the presence of God. And when all that started to happen, I had to look around. And, and you know what was causing me not to go to that altar? It was fear. I was afraid of what my friends would think. I was afraid of what all of those people that I got drunk with all the time and all those people that I, we, we went out running all over the place and, in get, and fighting and all that kind of stuff. I was worried about all that instead of worrying about what the master wanted. But I could hear him. He said, fear not. Believe only. And I can look at Jairus here and I'm thinking, what, is, what about you? What are you going through tonight? Who is in your life tonight that needs a move of God? Who in your life tonight needs the power of God to come down and touch their life, heal their body, heal their soul? Oh, my! I'm telling you, you can go to heaven and die from cancer. You can go to heaven if you die from another disease. But I'm going to tell you, you've got to be clean from sin if you're going to go to heaven. And I want you to know that God makes that provision and he makes it to where you can get in an altar wherever you are. You don't have to be in a particular place to ask God to forgive you. But I can tell you this, God wants to hear you. He wants to hear you say that you love him and that you, you trust him to, to forgive you for those sins and help you to have a brand new life. And I can tell you that I've watched people that said, I never dreamed that he could forgive me. I did so much wrong. And I think if we took a show of hands even here tonight in the living rooms and the folks that happen to be here in the church, if I took a show of hands and said, how many here really was wondering if God could forgive you? I believe there'd be a lot of hands go up. But at the same time, my hand's not going to go up for that tonight. My hands are going to go up. Because he forgave me. He loves me. He, he, he brought me out of a deep, miry clay. He brought me, he, he, he gave me my, my wife, my marriage back. He healed the land that I was in because I dedicated the land to him. I'm going to tell you, if you will dedicate your life, your family in those situations, I'm telling you, you can say with a resounding yes, fear not, believe only. Because he wants to do a great work in your life tonight. As the music gets ready to come, I, I want you to at home to prepare your heart and your mind right now. To just prepare your heart and your mind. To just get in that place with God. Because i got to say to you right now, I believe with all of my heart that you, yourself, you got days like this, like Jairus had. You, you got days where you're battling and you got sickness in your life. You got all kinds of trouble in your life. Well, I want to tell you, God is still the healer. If God never heals me again of anything, I'm going to tell you up front, he's still the master healer. 
He heals. He makes alive. He, I'll tell you, he, he does so much for us. He has been the, my way maker, my king, my buckler, my salvation. He is the one true living God. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Ain't nobody like my Jesus. And I'm going to tell you whatever's coming against you tonight, fear not. Believe only because he wants to do a great work in your life. How many in this place and how many listening by the internet? You need healing tonight. You need healing tonight. You might need, you might need your marriage healed. You might need your relationship between you and your parents healed. Maybe your brothers and sisters. There are things that you need healed and you need God to do it. But he's the one that can. He's the one that will. I'm going to tell you, if you put him first, you will be surprised at how powerful the day becomes. Because if you put him first, you put prayer in your life. You put Bible reading in your life. You put church attendance in your life. I tell you, the God is the one that will meet you. He will meet you where you bow your knee and you talk to him. And tonight, I want to offer this to you tonight. I, I am making this plea to you right now tonight that you would join me tonight and call on that magnificent name of Jesus, that powerful, almighty King of kings and Lord of lords, because I don't care what the situation is. I don't have to fear because I believe. I, wherever you're walking tonight, whatever you're going through, I'm telling you the King of kings and the Lord of lords wants to do a work in your life. Surrender to him tonight. Let's join together right now and pray. Holy and righteous God. God, you know the hurting. You know the ones that are hurting out there tonight. You know, God, I pray that they give it to you. They lay it on the altar, God. They allow you to remove the situation from their life. They allow you to feel, oh, God, they want you to wrap your arms around them. They allow them, Lord, to feel you enter into the house. Oh, yes, God, death has to go away when you enter into the house. Sickness has to go away when you enter into the house. Oh, God, financial blessing shows up. When we do the things that we're to do and we're faithful to you, you're always faithful to us. God, you're the king. You're my savior, my master tonight. I'm asking you, Lord, to touch the people by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of my savior, my king, and my hope. At the name of Jesus Christ, God, I thank you. I honor you tonight for being so great. Oh, yes, God. Bow your knee tonight. Stand if you want to stand. Oh, sit if you want to sit. But the main thing is, open your heart to the Almighty God. Open your heart to the Almighty God tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh, God, minister tonight in the power of the Holy Ghost.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.